Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Lady Mouse. Lady Everybody, this is Mixie Plum. I I am so excited. I met the coolest woman ever, except for all the other women I know. You're all the coolest women ever. <laughs> and now Lady Mouth is gonna be co-hosted. Woo! So please give a very warm open mouth welcome. Welcome. Oh, <laughs> To Dr. Raven. Woo! Hey, 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 hey. Hey, ladies. So glad to be here. So glad. This is a dream come true. Seriously. This is great. (laughs) I'm just stupid excited. Yay. I'm so happy. We, I, I just, ever since we've been talking, we've been so chill and getting along and see eye to eye, but we're going to have so many differences too. And I love the dynamic. Absolutely. Um, Dave, do you want to tell us about you so everybody knows how cool you are? Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, basically, guys, I I am basically a just like a little shout out to myself, I guess. I am a doctoral level psychotherapist and I love women. And I'm here because I want to heal women. I want to talk to women. I want to talk to people. I want to just get, I want to hear some stories. I want to share some experiences. And I want to hear what y'all have to say about your experiences, your lives, everything. I'm just down. And I love me some Mixie Plum. So this is wonderful. So let's do this. I'm lucky that I have a doctor in the house now. I sound legit now. No, I'm kidding. You <laughs> are the best. You're totally the best. Um, so we have for your first episode, because this is important to both of us, we have an amazing first episode to celebrate your arrival, Raven. And you know yes, it is. Absolutely. We're talking horror, baby. Yeah. How do you feel about horror? Tell me what just horror in general. It's just, it's, 
it's like a way of life in a way, you know, it's one of those things. I, I've heard so many people say that horror brought them back to life, which is crazy because you think the opposite, right? But it's it's one of those things for me that I, I just think it's, it's powerful. It's, it's crazy. It's intense, but it's, it brings everything home for me. Whenever I'm stressed or I'm having a rough time, I could come home and watch a slasher film or I can watch my, my old school Halloweens, my Freddy Jason's mm-hmm. and I can just feel like, Oh yes, that's exactly what I needed. People getting sliced and diced. Oh, it's so much fun. Do you know, I just recently watched the Jason movies cause I was never into them. Cause to me, it's all about Freddy Krueger. I'm like, give me Dream Master. You know, oh. I would watch the fuck out of a Freddy Krueger, but I'm like, whatever, Jason. Kill people in the woods with a hockey. <laughs> it's really your mom. I don't care. <laughs> he has mommy issues for sure. Honestly, the scariest has got to be Michael for me. Um, Freddy oh, talks so a lot. Shit. Scary. He's such a shit talker to me, Freddy. And so I'm just like, after a while, he just became kind of funny. However, yeah. Dream Warriors, Nightmare oh, 3. Dream Warriors. <laughs> It's the best. It is the best ever. Docking, man. Yes. You, we're close. I'm only a year and a half older, so you knew Docking too. Uh, you know how cool it is that you know Docking. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael's the strong, silent type. So I'm all about Michael Myers. I love how he can just walk into a room and just stand there, and everybody just loses their shit. So yeah, I'm all about the strong, silent type. Um, Jason with his mommy issues, I get it, but I, I love Michael. He's the one. He's the, he's the boogeyman. He's my boogeyman. Oh, I love that. I have a boogeyman. I'm writing a horror story about my boogeyman. I can't compare to any boogeyman because he doesn't look like anything. Oh. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. This is going to be good. We're writers, too. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and we totally did the, I'm a writer, you're a writer, let's exchange <laughs> writing. And we read each other's horror and stuff. And oh, like, yes. Oh, and I love that when two writers meet, like, here's some of my words, here's some of my words. Oh, my gosh, yes. And Mixie's words scared the crap out of me, guys. So oh, I'm just really? saying, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is a horror writer right here. This is a writer. Same, well, the same with you. Well, let's talk about that a minute like we had discussed um why we're so attracted to horror and i was saying i think i was saying how like writing a horror story oh when you first read one of my stories i was like yeah i went really brutal on that protagonist there like I yes the fuck out of him yes <laughs> yes you did like, i didn't just kill him i destroyed his soul <laughs> you know <laughs> Without saying what the story's about, but I mean, like, you know, we, you and I were discussing that, like, it's so fun to, to be gory and, and do all these yes. things in yes. art. Absolutely. Think, what do you think that, cause you are all about cinetherapy. Mm-hmm. So I know this first episode's kind of like your interview, but I just want everyone to know how awesome you are. Let's talk about your cinetherapy because yeah, um, cinema therapy is really basically about it's 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 basically using film to in, in a way to help people heal. Um, so I use that in my in my psychotherapy work, and I I love it and it's so helpful to people. I've done it as a teacher. Um, I've done it you know just in general, just having conversations with people. And these aren't always 
always horror movies. They can be just regular movies. Like one of the movies I go to for my own personal healing is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That movie has so many beautiful quotes and just experiences and life stuff. And it's got Brad Pitt in it. I mean, you know, what the hell <laughs> else do you need? So, and I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing film and you can use it and you can find it to be so powerful, powerful and healing. But with horror, you can find that people with anxiety actually really, really, really dig horror. Um, because basically what you're doing is you're facing your fears through you, through the use of what I like to refer to as an avatar. So whoever it is that you align yourself with in the film, you know, is the person that you kind of think of your, as yourself. That's who you tend to be. I read when I was reading some of your uh, treatments on that, uh, you had broken it down to warrior, sage. Oh, yes. I'm all about the archetypes. I like the archetypes, too. I was I, when I was reading your some of your analyses, I put myself in the archetype. Like, what archetype would I be like with the yeah. movies I saw that you wrote about? Like, I'll I never, send you, I I'll send you a link. Joker. I'll send you a link and you can tell me and you and you'll find out what kind of archetype you are. And I have to, I have to know. <laughs> okay. I would love that. I I'm sure it's, it's fucking bard. That's what I would say on my Twitter. <laughs> I'm a fucking bard. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, actually a sage warrior. Um, and so my husband says, I kind of thought that was weird when I first told my husband, I was like, I'm a sage warrior. And he was like, yeah, you're a ninja. You're like a wise ninja. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Like, I was like, I get it. I was like, oh, I get it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a ninja. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope I have Sage in there somewhere. I don't know. Oh, Sage I'm Warrior sure you sounds, do. Yeah. Sage Warrior sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, I can, I'll take it. You're I like can dig it. Iroh from from Avatar and the Airbender. <laughs> yeah, well, my hubby's a stage creator, which I also thought was pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, wow. he's he is, and he is a true creator. He can't do anything without creating. He has to have his foot in a creative forum at some point, someplace, somehow. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Well, um, so now that we have dipped into the life of Raven a little bit, but we'll, you know, throughout the years or however long we're together, we're going to share lots of stuff about each other. Absolutely. Let's go to what we want to talk about today. Something I've perceived in the recent years is that women have really embraced being nerds. And I fucking love that because I've been a nerd my whole life. And I quote things and I reference things that people don't get. Like, you know, I'm like, wait, you didn't see 1975 Ralph Bakshi's Wizards? <laughs> you know? Shout out. <laughs> well, you know, you said Avatar and I have an Avatar the Wizard tattooed on me from that ah, movie. Nice. Wizards produced by George Lucas. Anyway, Ooh. sorry. I, you know, I love your cinema therapy thing because I tend to just movie reference a lot. I'm like, I wonder... I wonder what yeah. That means. yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I recently saw Tombstone too, and I didn't realize how fucking good it was. Oh my God. I could talk about Tombstone for like the rest of the, this, I can just talk about it for the rest of the year. The show is, <laughs> the, that movie is everything. Oh my God. Yeah. We, de we definitely have to make that movie pod one day. Definitely. Just dissect um, the crap out of Tombstone. I love it. Exactly. So we've embraced our nerddom, but we seem to be getting some dissonance from not women. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. 
why uh, there seems to be uh, misogynistic opinions about it like women don't know this women don't know that you know social media flaming even in person flaming you know like right like i uh, i knew a woman once who worked for a very prominent game company and she was wearing the t-shirt of the video game out in public once and some dude went up to her and said i bet you don't even know what that game is and she goes actually i work for them and i know everything about the game and who the fuck are you (laughs) (laughs) it's like right on yeah i have to say i i'm not trying to toot my own horn here but when it comes to music i could talk the fuck out of music and i can school the fuck out of anyone in certain genres (laughs) you know absolutely 100 percent. oh my god like so what is this? Why are women being so scorned for being nerds? What is wrong with us being nerds? What do you think about it? Um, I think, you know, I think that women always have to fight for, you know, to, to kind of walk around in boys clubs, right? Uh, or quote unquote, what used to be considered boys clubs. It, I mean, you know, I know you're, you got a segment coming up about the women's rights to vote and suffrage movements and everything, but that happened in what, August 18th of 1920. So, I mean, we, we've been fighting for, we've been fighting for everything. We always have to fight to sit in the boys tables. And at this point, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, we're, 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 you know, we've already infiltrated nerddom. That's not, yeah. I mean, it's no secret, you know, I um, mean, without women, Star Trek wouldn't be what it is. I mean, exactly. Say that. Like, exactly. You guys wouldn't have fucking your little, I have Thomas Riker mint on card to trade, you know, like <laughs> fucking without women inviting Scotty to their home for lasagna. You know what I mean? <laughs> It happened in the 60s. People would just write letters to the TV shows and the celebrities. There wasn't like, you know... Yeah. I mean, but it's one of, it's one of those things. I just think that women, you know, we, we're going to infiltrate everything. I mean, we're, we, you know, the future is female, right? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're going to do it. I mean, and and I think that once we kind of get in there and they kind of get themselves, they kind of stop scratching their heads and looking at us all funny or whatever. I mean, then they kind of calm down, but I do, I do think, especially in the gaming world, I think chicks have it a little bit more, a little rougher than that. Uh, You can even go there with the military. I mean, like there are certain aspects of military world where women just aren't allowed. And if they get in there, they're given all kinds of hell. Um, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot that we have to fight for, but I think, you know, there's always first, you know, there's always those Sally rides, right? Those Amelia oh, Earhart's, yeah. Yeah. you know, those, you know, those Hattie McDaniels, there's always those people that are going to pave the way for us to get there. But I think that it's the same kind of thing with, with nerddom. It's, it's just not, I mean, even if you look at like, one of the things I loved about the big bang theory, the show was that, you know, those are all those nerdy guys you know whatever yeah, and then they brought blossom in the one and they brought in blossom right I, yes yeah. i knew that ever since because I, I grew up watching blossom let's face and beaches oh, you know? of I'm course like, oh i mean God. hello yes yeah and then <laughs> i knew when she went to college she went for neuro i've known my yes was a neuroscientist like my whole life or her you know as soon as we heard it I, we heard it 
Yeah. People didn't know when she came to Big Bang Theory. Like they had no clue that she actually didn't need the script, people. She didn't need the freaking script. She knew what she was talking about. And it was great. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like there are women who know all this shit. We don't, we're not all the blonde bimbos that live next door and have hot bodies and have no clue what we're talking about, you know? And so I mean, and don't get me wrong, I love Big Bang Theory. And I think that, you know, the whole dynamic with Penny and everybody was great, but it was really really nice to see a, a woman come on the show who could match wits with those with those fellas yeah, and I, they're just it's important minds. right nice. she, she didn't need the script yeah she could go through the layers of the brain and be like and this nerve synapse is here and blah 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 exactly yeah exactly i mean i don't think people who target women for being nerds really know the contribution women have made to society. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually about to watch a show called Radioactive. Um, it's about uh, Marie Curie, you know, and I'm like, you know, this is what I'm talking about. This is a pioneering person who, you know, gave us, gave us something that we still use to this day. And it's like, without women, we don't have anything. Our lives, you know, would be completely different. And infiltrating nerddom is is, you know, not as high up there on the list as like some of the other shit. But I mean, at the same time, we're creating games, you know, we're, we're creating horror movies. We're behind the helms now and doing, and doing this shit and it's rocking. Exactly. We've been behind the helms. They just don't know that meme went around with that woman who wrote all the code for one of the Apollo missions. And it was like a stack of papers taller than her. Yes. Like, show yes. You know? Yes. Or even like the Hidden Figures movie where all those um, ladies who helped the astronauts get to the moon. Like, I didn't even know about them. And I was pissed when that movie came out. And it's not just because they were, you know, these black ladies that nobody wanted to talk about, but it was like, these were women who had, I mean, who were completely influential in getting these men to the moon. And no one knew about them. Nobody knew their names. Nobody knew anything. And I was just like, what the hell? You know, I mean, it, it, I mean, can you imagine how many women might have wanted to be like, you know, mathematicians and stuff and astronauts and, you know, all these things because of these ladies, if we had known about them when we were kids, but sadly we didn't. And, you know, it was actually common for girls to not be math geniuses. Um, unlike yourselves, got unlike um, yourself, oh, Mixie. Barbie's first He's a math genius. Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Don't say that. She is. She totally is. I, uh, when I was, all right, guys, when I was 10... <laughs> In fifth grade, I was so good at math. My teacher once said, everyone has to do homework but Michelle. And then I got bullied even harder for that. And then I gave up math forever because whatever made me a target, I had to abandon back then. <laughs> so I had this amazing, crazy memory for numbers. And I'm sure if I learned all the maths, I could be a beautiful mind. But, you know. Completely and totally. Completely and totally. <laughs> But that, that. that was the way, but that's the way it was though back then. We as girls, you're like, oh, you're not supposed to like numbers. You're supposed to, you know, be in the cooking class. What are you doing? Oh my god, yeah. And in elementary school, or just like in school in general, when a guy talks about a band and you're like, oh yeah, I love anthrax. Like I'm in sixth grade and I have anthrax on cassette, and the guys are like, you don't know anthrax. I'm like, I know fucking Scott Ian, you bastards. <laughs> I know he covered Bring the Noise. I know fucking anthrax. 
you know yeah. I mean? like, oh, oh yeah no I do like as a, as a especially as a young black girl I'm I'm you know I'm kind of you know unconventional or whatever but you know I definitely got some stares when I walked around with my Aerosmith and Journey and Poison Def Leppard White oh, Snake oh my god I saw on. Poison and Tesla in concert okay, at Jones Beach oh my gosh Nice. I had such a crush on Cece Deville. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like girls can't be metalheads. No, we can't be. We can't be I was a bigger metalhead than most people were. I had everything. I had Winger for fuck's sake. Who, who remembers <laughs> Winger? I had Great White. Once bitten, twice shy, baby. Yes. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. I'm sorry. I, I still know all the words, too. <laughs> no, and, um, and now, also, I noticed, so true crime, especially true crime podcasts or writing or whatever, crime and murder and serial killers, women are taking that shit to a whole new level, I find. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, hey, there's nothing more interesting in my mind than the mind of a serial killer. And I want to know all about it. I want to hear about it. And yes, when I hear about some... hasn't finished Hunter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be in the doghouse until I get through season two. It's, yeah. it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I need to get it. I need to get in on that. I need to I'm get it done. I will. I have to watch Django. <laughs> you do. You need to watch Django, but oh not as God. bad as I need to watch season two of Mindhunters. Oh my God. And oh God, you're just going to love it. Yeah. Getting, delving into the mind. First of all, you're a psychotherapist. That's right. I love that. I love that you say that. If I was a psychotherapist, I would say that too. Um, 100%. Every, year, <laughs> every year I make my holiday playlist of, you know, pagan songs and solstice songs and Christmas songs and religious songs and Hanukkah songs and all these, you know, and I call it Senta-mental. <laughs> I call myself, I'm sentimental. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all need to be um, a little sentimental when it comes to the Christmas season, right? Because, you know, all the family gets together and it's like, wah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was always making kids jealous because I always celebrated both. They're like, you got extra presents? So I'm like, yeah, bitch. Some <laughs> guilt. Wait till you, wait till you have a, you know, I have a kid born in December 5th. So, yeah, my, oh. my Christmas my Christmas now is pretty much screwed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, my youngest is, her birthday is January 2nd. So, uh, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, weird. Just... And my birthday, my Christmas is my half birthday, so I'm perfectly spaced. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I try to cash in on the Christmas is my half birthday. Like, <laughs> well, I'll be 42 and a half. What are you getting me? You know? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I do that for Halloween. I'm like, yeah, we're watching 31 Days of Horror because my birthday's oh, really? in October, and so that's one of my birthday presents. Oh, I love that. I want to watch with you. Like, I, I watch as much horror. M me and my oldest daughter, she loves horror. We'll go to horror movies and, together. And yet you haven't seen The Howling. I know. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, we were talking about this. I, I haven't seen all the werewolf stuff that I should be seeing. Dude. The Howling. I still haven't seen The Chickling. Oh, oh, my God. Know, right? Classic. That's classic. I know. But, Bob. 
but on that respect, like I can school the fuck out of anyone on Phantom of the Paradise or Phantasm Two or something. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. Like there's some more obscure horror movies that I'm I'm like, I I have to confess though, I'm not so. I used to be really scared of horror movies when I was a kid before mm-hmm. I had my transformation and my life change, you know? And uh, I had, I gained the mental acuity to not be terribly frightened of horror movies anymore. When I started watching them again after I, cause I remember when I was nine, my parents were watching Aliens and I saw Bishop split in half and I cried. Oh yeah. Yeah. Epic scene right there. Yeah. Like I always let things affect me too much. Uh, my God, I saw The Shining when I was 12 and I didn't sleep for years. Like I just thought Jack Nicholson was gonna come after me with an ax. And then yeah. one time I was, I was 19 with a boyfriend and we did mushrooms. And I swear to God, he, there must've been mushrooms with ass. I don't know, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> they were, we were doing drugs and I'm on this mountain thinking, Jack Nicholson's gonna kill me with an ax. <laughs> I swear, horror movies used to scare the shit out of me, but I would not stop watching them because I needed them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I just, there was something about them and um, I would see them. I remember seeing Freddie six in the theater and I was scared by that one, even though that's more of a comedy at this point, but yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I think it's the idea. Freddie, the idea of Freddie is actually very scary when you think about it. Cause it's like, you can't go to sleep. I mean, geez, that's like, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. that's, that's oh. extremely scary. That's for, that's oh. really, really scary. I know. We're like, oh. Jason, you just stay away from Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. <laughs> done. <laughs> and we're done. You know, or Voorhees, New Jersey. Cause there's a, there's New Jersey. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Voorhees, yeah, New Jersey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. With Freddie though, it's your dreams. And, um, you know me with my dream work. I yeah. Upcoming episode with my friend Allie about dream work. So yes. Yes. Um, so Raven, we have had a lovely little chat and letting the world know how freaking dope you are. What would you say? Because I usually ask this on the end of the interview. I say, what advice would you give to women nerds who are being scorned just for knowledge? Like, what the fuck? there's really not a whole lot as far as like, you're not going to be able to change someone's mind about what you, who you are or whatever, but just be who you are. I mean, fuck all the, you know, the background noise. Right. I mean, cause at the end of the day, that's all that it is. It's background noise. Right. You know, I mean, you, you've, you've already made a, a name for yourself in whatever industry you're in, you know, be who you are, be the, be the rock star, be the wonder woman that you are. Yay, I love that. Do you know I was Wonder Woman for Halloween once? I guess we all were. Oh, well, we all, weren't we all, Mixie? Weren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) I had the the plastic 80s mask, you know, with the the plastic smock costumes. (laughs) Remember those? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was my Wonder Woman costume. Plastic. I think I just had the cape and I had the, I had the, um, the, I had a t-shirt, I put a cape on and I had the, the lasso, the the lasso of truth. I had that. I really wanted that to work so bad. Oh my gosh. I think, I think you'd be making an excellent Wonder Woman. And I have to say a lot of my girlfriends are all about the Wonder Woman, but I'm all about Supergirl. Oh, 
isn't that weird? Like, I've never been a Marvel or DC girl. I mean, technically, I'm more of a DC girl because I started, I, wor- I worked in a comic book store when I was 14, and I read every Vertigo title in the 90s ever. Nice. Yeah, so I'm technically a DC girl. That's why I, I just don't fit in in the MCU. I'm like, oh my God, all these people talking about MCU. I finally let Brian show me every fucking MCU movie. Nice. Yeah, and I like a few of them a lot, but I don't know anything about Marvel. (laughs) Sorry, I'm an indie comic book chick. Marvel's awesome. DC's awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually. My dad collected comic books as a kid, so we grew up with comics and and talking about comics. And my best friend was into comics, so we have all comics has always been a part of my life. So the fact that they made them to movies was just like a dream. You know, I was like, "What? Thor's coming to the big screen! Yay!" Oh, so it was awesome. great. So, oh, but Ragnarok I, is amazing. That, yeah, that's Taika Waititi or I, yeah, I it was great. But I, I'm into my favorite is Super. Superman, who's DC. Oh, but yeah, I Superman's actually, my other favorite. Well, I love Superman. Like, if I have Superman, Superman Batman. I have Superman everything. I've got underwear with Superman. I mean, like, I love Superman. Like, that's my fave. But, like, I I, I'm a, I am a huge Marvel fan, though. I loved, you know, X-Men. Uh, I love the Avengers. I loved all of them. So, it's, it's, it is what it is, so you know? You're a rounded nerd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a pretty well-rounded nerd, yeah. That's awesome. I'm not, I, the only one I'm not in as much, I don't know much about, is gaming. I'm not as big of a gamer. My husband loves Call of Duty and other, like, something called The Last of Us and other... Oh, I, I saw games. that one, yeah. Brian still games, so I watch him game, but... Yeah. Honestly, like, my serious gaming was PS1. Like, Nintendo to PS1, I was a hardcore gamer for those years. You know, so, yeah, and I was a WoW gamer, and now I play Pokemon Go, and I'm a hardcore Pokemon Go player <laughs> since it started. Love so it. Here's another nerd fact about me, guys. I have <laughs> actually done world record raids in Pokemon Go. What an achievement, right? I always hated Pokemon because we're like in our 40s when Pokemon yeah. came out. We were just going to college. Right. I, I was like, I don't, what the fuck is a Pokemon? I'm exactly. having sex with boys and smoking pot. I don't, <laughs> need, I don't need this little cartoon card game. And yeah. For, you know, four years ago, one of my besties is like, you have to play Pokemon Go with me. Why? Why do I have to play Pokemon Go? And then I got obsessed and I got even more obsessed and now I am the very best. Nice. I love it. I love it. I I have not done. I have not gotten into Pokemon, but this, it sounds, it sounds addicting. (laughs) Oh my God. I played world of Warcraft for two years straight. And I thought that shit was addicting because when I first had the girls, you know, I have, you know, babies who aren't, can't even move their neck. What do I do all day? Hey, (laughs) Warcraft, you know? And then I, I haven't, I quit after two years and I'm like, that was good to get out of that addiction. But Pokemon Go, I'm like, must catch Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) Dating, dating, dating myself, I guess I'll just say that the only, the game that I played and beat was Sega Genesis, Sonic the Hedgehog. And after I beat that game, I have not gamed since. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Yay. 
I guess I am kind of, I'm a retired gamer. I can't, I can't do these new, not to date myself, but I can't operate these newfangled machines. I can't either. That's my problem. I, I cannot walk and walk. shoot a gun. Yeah. I keep looking down. I keep, I blew myself up once. My husband was like, dude, you're messing me up. So Brian's just it. looking at me like, I'm so glad we're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> He oh he just said it was his first reason to divorce me because he didn't <laughs> know the PS4. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, Those they it gets serious. <laughs> I know, I know, and I. Uh, but yeah, gaming is fun. But uh, yeah, I kind of stopped after I had the kids. I'm like, no, nah, I gotta be more responsible. But <laughs> still, like, I'm going to the park to find Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> We just had something called Go Fest, and I swear, I I was on a um, I was guesting on a podcast during Go Fest, and you can hear me in the podcast saying, "Sorry, I was clicked out of the screen because I'm catching Pokemon. It's Go Fest. It's like you know, I can't miss this even for a po an interview." So nice, that's hilarious. Yeah. I can just see you walking around looking for Pokemon. Oh, I was just I just sit in my car at the park. <laughs> that's what we all do. We all. We're all so just a great. bunch of like ad overgrown adults that uh, shouldn't be playing Pokemon Go, but we yeah. Are. Well, I won't tell you what I was doing at the Harry Potter Wizarding World at uh, the uh, at oh. the Universal Studios um, a couple of years ago with my with my. Um, wand that was serious blacks i was using it to cast spells oh. all over the place <laughs> and oh. my husband was like finding where i could cast the spells because there's a little place where you had stand and you could like wave your wand and say the magic words and stuff happens and it was like the best moment of my life the whimsy of that is adorable but i Wonderful. am a, i am a retired uh harry potter fan for obvious reasons that we uh, go into yes yes that'll be for another episode but yes yeah. <laughs> i've already done two episodes on trans people already i mean i guess we could do like a hundred more well i want us to do multiple episodes of like lots of trans issues yes black absolutely issues. black issues trans issues issues yeah. so rave is going to do something on her twitter we're calling it quote the raven She's going to have a pinned tweet every week, and we want you to answer that tweet. Give us your stories and your feedback and your commentary, because Raven's going to collect that, and we're going to shout you out on, on talk about your issues that you give her and us. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, ladies We want to hear from you. Exactly. This is really exciting, because we're still doing regular interviews, and in fact, before Raven came on board, I actually have 11 pre-recorded interviews, three of which aired already, so Raven will be in interviews sooner rather than later, because I am going to put interviews that Raven does before things I've already recorded, so please keep in mind, everybody, that the timeline of the interviews are oh, not, oh, Always going to be accurate. <laughs> like I did 11 interviews in June and July, you know? <laughs> yeah, massive. Yeah. So I, and I was like, oh, it'll be a bi weekly show. So I have, a, like, if we did it, interviews are bi weekly, then I have interviews going until January at this point. So nice. Yeah. And I'm glad we're going to get to put you in interview episodes sooner. I don't want to wait in january oh look here's raven now but at least we have our weekly thing so that's why i want you all to write raven 
Ryder, yes. quote the Raven. Caw, more, caw. Oh, oh, caw, yes. caw. I'm gonna I'm gonna call. I'm really gonna do it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be be the crow. Be the crow. <laughs> Every night I burn. Every night I call your name. See? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You've seen the crow, right? You better. Of course, course I've seen the crow. Oh my god, yeah. A I million know. times. Oh, it can't rain all the time. It's one of my favorites. I love it. I know. Love it. All right. I'm going to really call now. I'm not just going to quote the crow. and <laughs> I'm going to quote the raven. Call! No. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh. Ho. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that was. All right. Call! Call! Ah! How's that? <laughs> that was good. That was better. Awesome. Awesome. Now, raven. In my last question for your introductory celebratory first episode. Woo woo! Yay! Can you roar for me? Roar! <laughs> I love this episode so much. Guys, it's such a pleasure to have Raven meet Raven. Come talk to us. I am so happy. <laughs> All Come right. on down, guys. Yeah, thank you for listening to Lady Mouth and Raven's first step. Uh, you're going to see lots of, we're going to see our Twitters linked, our Redbubble linked. We're going to make a, a crow logo for Raven soon. It's going to awesome. be awesome. You know how my lion, Lionora, says roar more? Well, her crow is going to say call more. Call. That's our thing. I love crows, though. I want to go back in my next life as a crow so I could scream and steal shiny things and eat. Garbage. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, Not to everybody. fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Start bugging the shit out of us. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. Open your lady mouth. Open your lady mouth. You've got to kill your darlings, as the writer's adage goes, and I want your help killing mine. Are you a lover of the fantasy adventure novel? Have you ever wanted to add a class at Hogwarts? Or rearrange the nations of Middle-earth? Perhaps you'd redesign the Alethiometer or tweak the cosmos of the Discworld. Now's your chance. Kill My Darlings is an interactive fantasy writing podcast where you take on the role of editor and give feedback on a brand new world as it's created. Or just vicariously enjoy the writing process. I'm waiting for you to kill my darlings right now, wherever you listen to good podcasts. Kill My Darlings is proudly part of the That's Not Canon Productions podcast network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.